podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello, Jenny. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. I am uh, surrounded by yarn. <laughs> Newly surrounded by more yarn, but we'll get back to that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, in our usual first segment of epidemiology, Jenny and I continue to have like the ever the never ending cold of winter 2015-16. So yeah. please uh, forgive it's... scratchy voices and the occasional coughing fit. <laughs> we'll do our best exactly. to minimize. Um, <laughs> so you ha- you and I both finished some stuff since the last time we recorded. Oh my god. I finally finished that yellow cardigan. Dun, 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 dun. Yay! Woo! <laughs> <sighs> it only took four years. I mean, but not four years of constant work. Because I was, I, I was thinking about this too, because I finished Audrey and Unst in the last month. And, Yay! and finished it, like, even it has buttons on it. I backed the button band. I actually haven't backed the, um, the buttonhole band yet, but it, it looks Fine, but I think I will eventually put um, some grow grape ribbon on the back of the buttonhole band. Um, mm-hmm. But so I started that project on March 15th of last year. So you think, you know, oh, it took me 11 months to knit a sweater. But I believe I put the sweater down sometime in early April. So I think. Yeah, because it was mostly done. I think it was then, mostly done. And then you went into your sewing phase. And it just fell to the wayside and then it really was like all I had to do was the button bands and the neck band and sew the buttons on so had I actually knit it all at once it probably would have taken me about two months to knit a sweater right now that's not nothing compared to your friend Ellen who can knit a sweater in like two weeks but still like (laughs) had I really had I not put it down I would have had it done sooner that is the problem with not being monogamous. But I generally I like. am monogamous. I just think with yeah. big projects, it's. I think it's easier to, for me to be monogamous with smaller projects, right? Like it's a, mm-hmm. y- you get to the finish point sooner. Um, there's less that can go wrong. I think part of what happened is I realized or I felt like I had made Audrey maybe a little too small, which may be the case. I actually think, and um, you can look at pictures of me wearing it, that the shoulder seam is up a little high like I think I could have made the uh, straps the you know on the body of the sweater a little wider and I think that I did while I was knitting it part of the reason that I didn't knit on it work on it for so long was I I had that feeling that it was too small and it was like in a 10 month timeout kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) well Based on the picture you showed me yesterday, I think it looks perfect. It's it looks good, and I think the buttons um, the buttons were great. I was so proud of myself. I do. Um, I, I think it fits perfectly. Well, thank you. And I'm there's not too much pulling, which is what I was concerned about. It looks very vintage. It, yeah, and which was the intention of the pattern, I think, and. Um, and it's the, you know, it's a replacement sweater for a store-bought sweater. It's just like an acrylic, purple acrylic sweater. And it's very much like that sweater. Um, yeah, I think it looks thank awesome. Thank you. 
So have you worn your curried cables? I wore my curried cables to work. Mm -hmm. And then it got hot. Yeah. And <laughs> we had a little heat wave. And you, it's button, it's got its buttons and everything. It's com complete, yeah. complete. It is complete, complete. Awesome. I uh, got the buttons at Stitches. Yes. And they're rubber Firestone No, Goodyear, right? Buttons. Yeah, or Goodyear. Goodyear. Yeah, there are some tire company that used to make buttons before they be started making before tires. Before they had cars. <laughs> right. According to the button guy. Right. I told John that story. He's like, yeah, we should have verified that story. But I was like, there's probably plenty of button history out there. I'm, I'm sure it's fairly accurate. But I would like to know more about rubber button, the history of rubber buttons. Um, Crazy. I finished a couple of other things in the last month. I finished John's socks. And I finished them. I think we had recorded towards the end of January, but I finished these right at the end of January. I gave them to him and he wore them. Um, he, he was a little, he was like, Ooh, can these go in the wash? And I was like, uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> They've got mohair in them, but huh. it's uh, made me realize the next time I knit him some socks, I should do more of a straightforward wool nylon blend instead of the fancy stuff I've done. Well, the fancy stuff, he has two pairs of, socks in barefoot and one pair of socks in croy and i probably should just go and do another pair of socks in croy at some point soon you know the commercial sock yarn socks that i made harold have all been the most durable socks yeah the croy i mean they they're fuzzy the patents croy because they are probably six seven years old but they look great no problem yeah um have you finished anything else um, I finished a test knit that I knit for Prairie Poppins, Sarah. Um, she came up with five different hat patterns, all using a knitted pom-pom. As someone who destroyed a pom-pom in the wash, I, I can see the great value <laughs> of a knitted pom-pom. Yeah. Um, so I test knit it. It's like a color. She has um, a mixture of texture patterns and color work patterns mm -hmm. in this um, palm ball set, but... Um, I knit a color work pattern and some January yarns. Um, Ooh, when did you get... Superwash Merino. When did you get January yarns? I think I got it at the beginning of December Ooh, last year. I didn't know that. Because I was on my hat kick. Uh -huh. Oh, right. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I got like this pink, hot pink, and um, a gold color. So I put those together to make the zig hat. It turned out pretty cute. I made, like, the baby hat version. So, without giving away any trade secrets, actually, I have basically one question about the palm ball. How is, uh -huh. how is it stuffed? How is it filled? Um, just with whatever you want to stuff okay. it with. Because I was just thinking, yeah. at one point, I brought home all these kind of low-end, cruddy ping pong balls from work. And um, I was thinking about <laughs> and that. I was just too. thinking, oh, you make that the right size of the ping pong ball would really it would be light and um, really retain this shape. Yeah, and it would float if you ever dropped your <laughs> in the river. In the river. Yeah, and the pop balls themselves, there uh, looks like there's one that has cable, a little cable work on it. There's one with the zigzag stripes. There's one with the texture, a couple texture patterns. There really is a cool idea. 
Yes, very cool. So Sarah is offering to give um, one of these patterns away to a listener. Um, winner's choice. So enter to win. Uh, I will start a thread in our group and then you can um, pick which one is your favorite. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Yay. Yay. Um, I finished one other thing since uh, last time. I made the Adama cowl, um, which I have called Caprica. So if any of you watched uh, Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> you know that this the it's this, it's the it's right the main city or was it a planet? Caprica. It was a city. Caprica was the, the city. Yeah, I think. Or maybe it was the planet. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was in. I knit it out of Miss Babs Yauza in the Berlin colorway. And I thought that uh, naming it after a geographical location in the uh, universe of BSG was fitting for a cowl that was named. It wasn't named for Admiral Adama, but in my mind, it always has been named for Admiral Adama. So um, I finished that just yesterday, actually. And um, so I got a cowl in in February, as I had uh, hoped. Um, I really liked it. It, Yauza, I feel, is... um, pretty light for a worsted weight yarn so I was unsure I think Adama is more of a worsted to Aran weight that people have been knitting it in so mm-hmm. I actually went down a needle size I knit it on size eight needles and um, I knit it to pattern I thought I might want to make it uh, bigger because I was knitting it on a smaller yarn and a smaller needle but I think the size is just fine um, mm-hmm. so I I really like it. It's beautiful. It's a, a nice use of a highly variegated yarn because the pattern is, you know, it's a it's kind of a busy pattern and a busy yarn actually work in service of one another as opposed to opposite mm-hmm. one another in this case. And um, I did find, though, I so I blocked it this morning. I washed it, and then I had laid it out to, to really block it. And I saw in the second to last pattern repeat that I had dropped a stitch. Ah! So I chained it up and I pulled it through. And I don't know if this is something that someone has done before, but since I was already had the crochet hook in my hand and I had to figure out how am I going to tie it down, I actually crocheted. I took a piece of yarn, another piece of yarn, and did a crochet chain, like maybe four links in a chain and crocheted it to the another stitch and pulled it mm-hmm. through so i think that actually is going to be a more secure solution than just tying it off with a piece of yarn right um so we'll see what a dilemma it was it was terrifying but there was i was not going back at this point i mean it right. was something like 20 it was probably like 35 rows back right like oh god it just wasn't gonna happen and i was blocking it for goodness sakes it was like on the blocking boards um i am actually a little worried about finding more of those someplace else but it totally makes sense there was a pattern repeat where i was like huh why do i have i don't have the right number of stitches here that's weird i'll just make up a stitch i must have done an extra knit two together i don't know who knows so Lesson there is to always check my, uh, check for drop stitches. <laughs> so that's what, how long did that take you to knit? Cause you cast it on, on I the cast train, it on right? the train, but I barely knit anything on the train and I barely knit it. 
I don't think I knit it all on the train ride back from Stitches. I think all I did was look at my yarn. <laughs> you were really diligently knitting away. But um, so I started it uh, Friday the 19th and finished it on Friday the 26th. Took me a week. Nice. And I was working on a couple other things. I was finishing up Audrey. Even though I wore it to Stitches, I still needed to do all the button sewing. And um, I actually am now working on a pair of self-striping socks. I so cute. think the, the last thing I had declared was that I was going to start knitting a pair of socks for my mom. And I started using the Fish Knits bootstrap, which is a BFL stock yarn. I was excited. But I, I cast on and I realized they needed to be knit on smaller needles. I was just wasn't, the fabric just didn't seem dense enough. And I thought since I was taking them out, I might as well try to make matching striped balls of yarn mm-hmm. so I got it all set up to have the to do striping new matching stripes and then in the meantime at my work uh, we had a speaker come and he came actually he's the son of the publisher who brought James Joyce's Ulysses to the United States and fought the court battle so that people could publish Ulysses in this country um, and that's what he was there to talk about but it turns out he also was uh, one of the original lyricist for Sesame Street. His name is Chris no Chris way. Surf. And of course, like the group that was of that age, the adults of that age were like, okay, wait, I have another question about Sesame Street. Okay, wait, I have another question about Sesame Street. He wrote the song Letter B, you know, the parody of Let It Be. Right. <laughs> and um and he was making all these references to like Michael Smolin and John Stone, the original writers of Sesame Street, people who wrote There's a Monster at the End of This Book, which is a book that is like affected my, it's been like in every corner of my life. We have, you know, we have a a paper book of it and we also have the iPad app version of that book. Um, And it's still like as an adult, I laugh when I, I listened to Grover read. <laughs> There's a monster at the end of this book. So at the end, I was like, I'm blah, 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 like going, falling all over myself. <laughs> and it was funny because teenagers do not have the same relationship to Sesame Street as maybe people who are like age 30 and over. Just because I think the world of television, world of children's television took off, especially in the early 2000s. I think there was just a, a a wider range of things you could watch as a kid. But because of that, instead of recasting on for my mom's socks, I cast on for my um, mustache yarn, Sesame Street colorway, self-striping. I had to. I was like, oh, Sesame Street. So I'm knitting my Sesame Street socks. I've already knit one. And it's... Oh, my God. But it's for the... It has an afterthought heel. So right now there's a gaping heel hole there. And I'm on the second one, and I'm almost finished with the foot of the second one. So, awesome. Are you going to use the same yarn to make the, t- the heel? I think so, just because even though I have a zillion little things of koi goo, this yarn has nylon in it, and I feel like putting a you know just a wool heel, they're just going to blow out. The right. colors are not uh, the colors I have don't quite work with these. And I ha- and lastly, I have a ton of this yarn left over, so I think right. I might as well use it for the heel and then see what I have left over and what I can make out of that. Because I, I think I could get another small small project. I could probably get little little kid socks out of it, and maybe not Adrian size socks, but like a smaller foot for sure. Or maybe baby leg warmers. Ooh, baby leg warmers, yes. Um, 
so I'm working on this, and I'm still working on Miley for my sister-in-law, and I have it. Where are you in the? Uh, so you would think I'm almost done because a lot of the knitting is finished, right? But I knit the long collar nine inches of two by three ribbing. Oh and then, um, but now I have to sew the collar down because it's a double thickness collar. Uh-huh. And um, I started to do it the other night and I realized I have to do more of a graft. I was just going to sew it down, but it created uh-huh. these funny holes and I really need to more graft it down. I need to like make a knit stitch into each live stitch for it to look mm-hmm. right, I think, for me. So I have to to graft the collar down. I have to knit the the snap bands slash button bands and then you would think I was done there but I also have to add the pockets wait you're are you sewing the snap so so what I'm gonna do is no I have to knit the actual bands right on oh the bands okay the button bands on then I have to knit the pockets on which I I was when I remembered that there were pockets I was like oh oh the pockets but that was the whole reason I really like that vest is because of the cool pockets right Right. And then, and then I have to actually sew on the. I'm going to make my own snap tape, basically, um, mm-hmm. because I don't want it to pull too much on the knit fabric. So I'm going to create snap bands using this, like, what is it? Just some purple grain ribbon that I got, and then I have big snaps, so I can I can work on that at any point. So if it, it's it feels like I'm almost done, but there are still like one, two, three, four major steps that I have to accomplish. So sadly, I texted uh, Melinda and I said, so are you familiar with the concept of a birthday month? <laughs> because you'll be receiving your birthday gift within the month of your birth, but not on the date. And she's she was excited. She's like, no, no, no. I want to drag out my birthday as long as possible. Thank you very much. So very gracious of her. Yay. So I wanted to save what you're knitting f- for second because it can lead into our next segment. So what are you knitting, Jenny? Well, I decided to put down all my <laughs> four-year-old UFOs and cast on something with my stitches yarn. So I am currently knitting the Monster Cowl, um, which is a chevron cowl that you graft into a circle. And I'm using my white birch fiber arts DK self-striping mm. sock yarn. So is it knit in the round? Wait, no, it's just, it's just back and flat. forth like a scarf. Oh, and then you graft yeah. it at the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. The colorway is called Release the Kraken. <laughs> and I got it for Matilda because it has uh, pink and purple in it. And she was like, what are you going to make for me? What are you making? <laughs> So is it really going to be for her? Uh, I'm going to see if she wants it. But I decided to make a pattern that I could also give to someone else if she does not. There we it. go. That was wise. Yes. So, yes. So we went to Stitches for the first time in a couple of years. I think we went in, we must have gone in 2014. Yeah. Yes, because it was the Olympics year. And I think the reason that I was fairly restrained in my own purchasing as I was buying a bunch of prizes for um, for the Ravelinix games. <laughs> but this year Yay. this year I was not similarly restrained. No. No. So I was definitely not restrained. We, I made up for last year. We um 
we took the train, as we were saying earlier, which was, I, I really enjoyed it, actually, just not having to at all think about traffic. And right. um, it's pretty simple to take the train and walk over in Santa Clara. And um, we got there pretty much like right at when the market opened. And we immediately ran into Ellen. <laughs> and, um, and it was almost like we immediately went into a daze. I feel like that sometimes yeah. the thing that happened at the end of the day happened as soon as we got there, and then we shook it off after lunch. But we were sort of wandering around aimlessly. I for- We had no plan. We were like, we just are going to... Buy what we like. Just- fall upon things serendipitously and i'd forgotten my map so we were, i was kind of looking on my phone and we were <coughs> i was kind of looking at my phone and we were sort of just wandering down aisles and the first thing we happened upon was lisa souza and Yay. but we were in that daze i couldn't really look at anything i was talking to brenda a little bit i talked to lisa for like a minute and then we said, okay, well, we'll be back. And we wandered away. And I don't ever remember seeing the Lisa Susan booth ever again. <laughs> I know. After that, who knows what happened. But we ended up, the first place, our first purchases were at, um, I think they were sharing a booth, right? Canon Hand Eye and White Birch Fiber Arts. Yes, they were. And because you came over because you were like, I need some interesting purple sock. Because I wear all all my purple, purple for all my purple clothes. (laughs) And yes. And they, uh, Canon Hand Eye, is nearly impossible to find, to get one of her updates. Sorry, I'm dumping all my yarn out behind me. It's nearly impossible to get uh, an update of hers. So I wouldn't even... I think I tried once, and I was like, forget it. That's This is insanity. But she uh, makes a yarn called uh, or called Polar Opposites or a line called Polar Opposites where there's self-striping, and it's dominant of one color on one sock and dominant of the other color on the other sock. So this is um, black and purple. So one will be black with purple stripes, and one will be purple with black stripes. And the purple is not just like a straight up purple. It's sort of a variegated purple that runs from a almost like a periwinkle, like a bluish, like on the blue end, then to right. like a deeper purple. It's sport weight. And I actually talked to Amy, the, the she's the Amy Lee show. So Amy about how she knits sport weight socks. And she says she usually just goes up a needle size and takes out four stitches from her regular sock. So I might go down even more. I start with 60 stitches. I might start with 52 Uh and go up to 56 um, for like where your foot gets wider, but I'll see. Um, And this is the, as as soon as I finish the Sesame Street socks, I think I'm going to just straight away cast off of these. I I think my mom's uh, Mother's Day socks are not going to happen at this point, but we'll see. I'm so excited to see what happens with these, and I'd love to kind of cast these both on at the same time to see them, like, co-develop. Right. So then you got some stuff at Canon Hand Eye, the Release the Krakens, but you got at least one other yarn, right? Yeah, I got um, another DK self-striping in blues and greens. Uh, the colorway is called The Truth is Out There. It's kind of an <laughs> X-Files color. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so I think the green is kind of an alien green. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to make out of that. I was thinking about making something for Hugo, mm-hmm. since I'm making something for Matilda out of the, the Kraken colorway, but... Did you... His, uh... His, hand, his like, yarn needs are, are few right now, so... Right. And he is not a hat wearer. And it's, it's, is it also, what weight yarn did you say? It's, is it worse? It's the same. It's like DK. Okay. Yeah. It's about 200 yards. It's actually pretty, I think it's like 250. Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty decent size. You could do a vest, maybe. Oh my God. Right? Just like, almost that like a, super cute. a plain vest. And then if you ran out of yarn, you could do a contrast color for the, for the bands, you know? Right. So just like knit the body, see what you need, and then you could either use the self striping for the arm and neck and bottom band, or you could use a. a it's two hundred and seventy-four oh yards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think a vest would be amazing in that. All right. You know, one thing there is a there was a vest that I had seen. I just put it in my favorites, and I'm kind of bummed that I had forgotten about it because I wish I had bought yarn for it now. Because I think it would be, it would have been, it wouldn't have been very much yarn. I would, it would have been like two or three skeins. And um, it would have been perfect pro- project for next vestuary. But now maybe I could just like aim to, to purchase, I could just aim to purchase more. Because I am now in serious yarn yardage debt. <laughs> huh. So when we, we get to the end, I can maybe talk about that. Um I think after that, we found Krista's booth. Uh, we had gone into, well, actually, we, we looked in Anzula, which they had a huge booth and some beautiful stuff. And we stopped by and saw Brooke at Sincere Sheep. And as usual, her booth was beautiful and teeming with people. There were so many people there. Yeah, her yards are have such cool bases. Mm-hmm. There are all these like heritage breeds of sheep, and local, and yeah. So um, it's always interesting to see what see what she has. And then I think maybe it was around then that we found uh, Pigeon Roof Studio. She was there back for the first time in a few years. And I think Jenny, you got something there, didn't you? I got some green sock yarn, and it's silk. Was it a that silk? It was like the silky high okay. twist. An emerald it isle. It's really pretty. It is really green. Ah, oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna make out of that. Maybe a shawlette. I think or something. A uh, star shower. <laughs> yeah, a scowl. When all else fails, star shower. <laughs> when you don't know what to make, star shower. Um, it's true though. It's like these the that that style cowl. I'm really I'm really into right now. Um, I found, we both found some gems at Western Sky Knits. We got to see both Kim and Heather. It was fun to see them. And it's almost, again, with that, they, they have so many pretty colorways that I, it, it's almost impossible to choose. Yes, it was definitely hard to choose. Um, but I found a colorway that I felt like was very stash over. Yes. It was um, turquoise and like copper. Um, and it was in this really nice, it was in the Magnolia DK Mm -hmm. MCN base. 
in the fishbowl colorway. And I got a very similar colorway. It's, it's um, also that tealy light blue and the copper, but it's more blue with splashes of the yellow and, and yellow of the the copper and and kind of um, and natural, where yours is more even between the two colors. Right. I also, and that is that was in the um, Lux DK um, Magnolia DK, which is uh, an MCN. In um, but the other yarn I got, and I actually don't know if this was Kim or Heather who dyed this. Uh, it's a one pot wonder, so it doesn't have a, a colorway specifically, and it's a BFL sock yarn. I wish that actually. I wonder if John would wear, if I made socks out of this, if John would wear them. It's generally a gray color, but with all these other beautiful colors in there, like green and a turquoise and a purple and a orange, red, and they're just sort of splashed in there. Um, but because it's a BFL nylon mix, it, I don't think I would make a shawl out of it. I really feel like it it's meant to be socks. <laughs> Right. Because of that sturdy base, so um, I could th- this the this yarn would be gorgeous in any number of projects. But be- again, because of the sturdiness of the base, I'd like to uh, see that in a pair of socks. And I could make myself a pair of socks. I could, and it's a lot of yardage. I could get a few pairs, of, a couple pairs of socks out of this. Definitely for your feet. Well, for at least three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I could probably get yeah. It's four thir- four hundred thirty yards. I get. Two short pairs of socks out of it for sure. So, um, I got some more um, magnolia sock in the fingering mm-hmm. weight in the surprise colorway, which is that neutral kind of white with um, orange and green and pink and yellow, kind of speckled in. Mm, yeah, speckles. Yeah. We were all about the speckles, the s- stitches. Yeah. I feel like there was tons of speckled yarn and there's tons of like graduated mini skeins. Yeah. There were a million mini skeins. (laughs) There were more mini. I mean, they probably were a million mini skeins, like literally and a bunch of gradients. Yeah. Gradients Gradients were big too. And and I, I really wanted, that was one of the things I thought about was getting something that was a gradient, but um, I don't know if there were too many to decide between. I also have, a skein of yarn that I dyed myself many, many, many years ago that essentially is a gradient, I think. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. when it knits up that I've wanted to knit into um, the shawl called the Industrial Revolutions shawl. It's that steampunk. It's knit out from the center. And I just think it would be really cool because it would change colors throughout the pattern. Yeah. Um, so it was, I for some reason, I was like, well, I have that one skein at home and I've never knit it. So don't get any more <laughs> gradient until you've done that. But I really think actually more, there was a lot of gradient. There were a lot of gradients. There were a lot of speckled yarns, but I think that mini skeins were the product of the show. And when, if you yeah. look at Instagram at what people bought, it was so, like just mini skein set after mini skein set. They were very popular. Krista had them. Um, uh, yeah, Space Cadet yarns. I uh, Invictus, I believe, had sets. Uh, Canon Hand-Dyed had sets. They were just everywhere. 
Miss Babs. Oh my gosh, the Miss Babs booth. We did manage to like dive in at one point. You and Ellen and I managed to get in the booth, but we did not bring any yarn out with us. <laughs> yeah, it was just hard to hard to maneuver and that by that point I was so tired and like I had already purchased so much yarn, <laughs> it was hard to really justify any more yarn purchases, but one of the things that was really fun was that um, Elizabeth Doherty, Bluebee Studios, had a booth. And it was a, essentially just, a, it was a trunk show. You could buy her book. And I assume you, I guess you could have bought her single patterns as well there. Yeah. But she had all of her, or many of her sweaters there, maybe all of them, that you could try on. So we were able to try on a few, you tried on a few of her sweaters. Yeah. That was the greatest thing that I did because... Yeah, a lot of these patterns, I had no idea how they were going to fit because the construction was um, not like a traditional construction. And um, trying it on, like I just was totally in love with um, that one pattern. Markley? Or... Markley. So Jenny and I both tried on this, the same size of the sweater. And I think it. I think ultimately I will make... The smaller is that what we decided that I could go one size down. Yeah, but yeah. it was so cute on and so wearable. And as soon as it had come out, Elizabeth had posted it on Ravelry. I immediately about a month or maybe six weeks ago, I immediately PM'd her. I was like, I love that new sweater of yours because it's a boxy, it's a fingering weight, um, drop shoulder, boxy style sweater, but it has. It's this way that it's slightly shaped. There is a seam, a faux seam, right, that runs down the side, each side, that brings it in in a way that you don't have the complete square. It it slims you a little bit, which I think is very flattering. And and there's not a lot of extra fabric, right. like hanging on the sides. Right. So the the size that I think I will knit only needs 12.50, and then the size Jenny's knitting needs 13.50 yards. So it was nice to try it on because in my mind, I was looking for yarn for that project, but um, but ha tr being able to try it on made me really want to knit it. Yeah, and then I tried on Woodford's, which I loved. Totally want to knit a Woodford's. And Woodford's is also um, knit in a fingering weight, right? Yeah, it's knit. It was from a wool people, I think. Um, and it was knit in their fingering loft. version of shelter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking about doing your idea and using an Elsa wool fingering mm -hmm. for that. That sounds like a great idea. But I'm going to have to finish Markley and several other projects <laughs> before I can actually buy that yarn. So we both did buy yarn from Markley. You... Uh, got we bought the same base essentially it's the single ply fingering which i have always been really hesitant to work with um it's so pretty though it is it, really pretty i got the i got mine from dragonfly fibers and it's the pixie base um in the colorway jocelyn so it's <laughs> this very jewel pink very deep pink so I, I've already cast it on. I'm very excited. And I got mine um, at Neighborhood Fiber Company. 
in the Georgetown colorway, and it's the Rustic Fingering, which I think is more or less the same base. They're priced at the same price. They look very similar. The one thing I'll say about this, the single-ply fingering, is it has a tonality to it that almost makes it seem like it has silk in it. Mm-hmm. And when I tried on the Mark Lee, that is like what I was like, wow, are you sure this doesn't have silk in it? And she's like, no, it's just a single ply fingering. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. You actually have swatched or started it. What if, where are you? What, what's the status yeah, of that? I swatched and started it. Um, so now I'm knitting just the first piece that you knit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I think you have to knit 50-something rows, so I'm, like, in the 30s. So I have a question. This is, like, advice. Um, we've talked in the past about how I'm a loose purler, and I mm-hmm. really noticed it recently when I was knitting something. I can't remember what it was now. Something very recently I knit, and it went from – either it went from being knit flat to being knit in the round, or – I can't even remember what it was, but I, I – did uh, I did my gauge and I was like, oh yeah, when I purl back, I my gauge is much bigger. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna have to do two swatches for this project because it, I'm assuming it starts out being knit flat, right? Right. And it won't go to be knit in the round until you know significantly into the project. Right. So I think I need to do a swatch in the round on whatever needle size it's called for and then do a swatch flat in a smaller size needle to see if I can get them to be close on gauge. Right. So it's kind of a... I mean, you kind of might want to just try to get gauge on your flat swatch and then when you join in the round, just go go up up like a needle size. Okay. Because I think that because it's such like a, it's not a fitted sweater. I think it would be pretty forgiving. Of... The the thing is, is I feel like in the past when I've done that and had a big switch, mm-hmm. you can sort of see the line. But maybe I haven't switched needles, you know. Right. So you can sort of see right. like, oh, there's where <laughs> you switch to right. knitting in the round. Um, but since I have finished Audrey, I. I could give myself permission to start swatching for that because I would love to have that well on the needles by the time we go to knockers in April. So I could be working on that Um, in part because Elizabeth will be there. So I can always seek (laughs) advice. Um, The other is because it's stockinette in the round after a while. Right. It would be a fairly easy thing to knit while you're sitting on a porch talking, making cracking jokes and, drinking a beer (laughs) feels like the safe the safe project for that so um yes then um we kind of we found a a few different i don't know at least two different new to us vendors um space cadet yarn which i i do like i was saying to my friend rebecca yesterday i was like i have this pang of regret about not getting a sweater's worth of yarn but like there's just no way i could like accommodate that in my stash (laughs) um but and that is not to say anything about your purchase of a sweater's worth i think i'm jealous of you is basically what i'm saying that you did go through (laughs) with it um because they had a really cool idea 
Yeah, they were just putting um, different combinations that they thought looked good together and just putting them together in sweater quantities and bundling them that way, which was great, especially with like contrasting colors and like related colors, but not quite the same colors. Mm -hmm. It was a very cool idea. It was very... And their mini skeins, the way they combined the mini skeins was interesting, too. The, yeah. The, it was very unexpected. Unexpected, and, like, they help create the color relationships that I think sometimes I will get too conservative to do on my own. I'll be like, oh, that might be weird. But it, for some reason, if somebody else does it, I, it gives me permission. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, that's what I appreciated about some of those sweater kits. And the woman we talked one of the women we talked to there said... That, you know, sometimes you go to a show and there isn't a sweater's quantity of the exact thing you want. So they wanted to try to put together something like that. Um, I almost, I was very tempted by this, like, crazy bright pink for Markley. Um, but I don't think it was a single. And I really feel like after having seen the sample that I wanted to knit it in that fingering weights single. Mm-hmm. So that was one vendor. And the other vendor that I really fell for was Twisted Owl Fiber Arts. Right. And they ended up all over Instagram the next day. I hope, uh, I mean, I'm feeling like, oh, maybe, maybe some of that was the post I made. But I think, because they were in a funny place, but people were finding them, which was awesome. Yeah, it's this um, husband and wife dye couple from Texas. And they specialize, I think, in speckly yarns. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, so I got two skeins in their DK weight superwash merino, um, one in Paisley. I think you got something in Paisley too, right, Jenny? Yeah, I got one skein of worsted in the Paisley colorway. And it's got like teal and red and yellow and orange. It's like a white base with just like a riot of awesome color. It reminds me of like a non-neon version of Holy Festival. Right. And then the other colorway I got is called Viva Las Vegas. And it's, uh, again, like a white base with black and bright purple and some little pops of red and green in it. So like neon, like a little bit like a neon sign. Um, I really liked in their booth how they had um, knit a bunch of samples in these colorways so you could see how they were knit mm-hmm. up. Like, what the fabrics would look and, like. And, you know, I think sometimes with speckled yarns, I think, oh, you, sh- you need to do something more textured. But they had a lot of stuff in stockinette, and it looked really cool. Right. So, um, I, I haven't checked out their shop, but they were f- so nice and so um, sweet. And the colorways were all really interesting. I've named a lot of stuff named after songs and uh, musicians. They had a bunch of different... David Bowie-related colorways, and I I really liked liked their uh, aesthetic. Um, I'm thinking right now, so there's an auction coming up for Adrian's elementary school, and I was at a meeting, and I was wearing my star shower, and we were talking Mm -hmm. about how they were saying that in years past, it's kind of the unique things that end up getting the most money coming in or, you know, like the, like people are more, most interested in. And somebody said, yeah, like that 
cowl you're wearing, Nicole, if you made something like that, I would totally bid on it. So I was like, oh, well, yeah, I could do that. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about knitting like an Adama or something like that. I really like the other um, Hillary Smith Callis pattern, Apia, mm-hmm. um, which has the Pico bind off. I believe right. it's knit in a worsted weight yarn, but I feel like with DK, it's close enough. But so I have a lot of choices because I bought a lot of DK, single skein DK yarns. At, right. I bought six different skeins. So I'm going to I go over with, so there's the Lux which has cashmere in it that I got from Western Sky Knit. The two Twisted uh, twisted Owl uh, Fiber Studios. And then I got three at um, uh, Dragonfly Fibers. Yay! And they are in Kelpie and Airport, what is it called? Airport Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce. <laughs> which yeah. is this bright orange. And then, of course, my beloved, beloved uh, Firecracker. Um. So when I was bummed, remember, I, earlier I said there was this cute vest, and I can't actually now see what that vest was. Let's see if I can find it in my favorites. Um, that I wish I had gotten enough yarn to make this vest. Oh, it's called Odile Revisited Vest. And the sample is quite cropped, but you could knit it longer. Um, and I think it would be really an awesome use of airport hot sauce. So maybe next year. Um, But I'm thinking, what do you think is the best yarn for, like, the anonymous person of, let's let's limit it to the the four more variegated yarns. Um, So between Firecracker, the Two Twisted Owl, and the uh, Western Sky Knits. Let's see. I would say the firecracker or the paisley. Yeah. Okay. You know, earlier I was thinking that this, the Western Sky Knits, but I feel like you have, like, this is a colorway you're either going to love or hate. You're either going to love or you're going to be like, huh. The, uh, not hate, but just like, I think a particular person. Um, but it does have cashmere in it. That was sort of my selling point on this yarn, on the. Right. But, um, yeah, I think as, as I was pulling them out while we were talking, I was sort of tending to agree with you. I mean, you kind of want, like, just a general crowd pleaser, right? right? And the the cowl I had on was Star Shower, so it was more like the Holy Festival one. So I'm wondering if the Paisley is the way to go. I think so. I think you're right. Because, yeah, we'll see how it knits up. So I, I think I might, I mean, I may just do Adama again since I did it. And maybe the pattern will be in my brain now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's so quick to knit. Um, Is it the same stitch pattern as Star Shower? No. It's a diamond. Okay. Where Star Shower is more of a mesh, right? Right. I suppose I could just see what, match up the stitch counts. I could do the Star Shower stitch pattern on the thicker yarn i just would have to uh, i just wouldn't make it as bit use as many stitches mm-hmm. which is easy enough to do all right paisley it is um so those are my two uh question my two advice <laughs> what are you thinking about with the um space cadet yarns or have you thought about it at all i I don't know. It's DK weight? No, I think it's sport, but it 
it looks like a DK weight. It looks heavier than than sport. So it is. Uh, they were sort of variations on the same purple, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's four skeins of Lyra, which is about a thousand yards of sport. Um. Yeah, I don't know. To think on it. Because of the very, there's some very variegatedness to it. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if you want to do something that has a texture. Right. Or something that like had, I think, I was thinking like something kind of like architectural or geometric. Like if I didn't want to um, alternate skeins, something where like, it would look intentional. Oh, yeah. What about something that, like, had a log cabin or, like, modular? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Um, I got a pattern a while back that I just thought was the coolest looking thing. It was a pullover... Um, that hat just was made in from this crazy shape. Mm-hmm. It was called the Serendipity Pullover by Jody Lucas. It looks like you start from the center back and knit circularly to make the back. And then you kind of mimic that oh. in the front. Interesting. And it's designed to be knit with any gauge yarn. I might, I might make that. I don't know. I, I think I have some stuff ahead of me, and I, I need to work my way out of my yarn debt. I, uh, I purchased probably about fifteen hundred more yards than I intended to. So, but it was still less than me. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I wanted to announce the, oops, sorry, I hit the microphone. The March small, uh, keep it small, uh, knit along, uh, focus is going to be mitts. So they don't have to be fingerless, but I have set up a bundle in our group and everything that I've put in there are mitts. I am, I'm going to knit a pair of mitts for a coworker as sort of a random act of kindness. And I actually think I'm going to use, I was thinking about using some of my stitches yarn, but I think I might use the big sister that you bought me. It's kind of a luxury yarn. There's a little bit of cashmere in there. Um, And there's a few different options I've been thinking of for that. One is, um, let me get to that bundle. One is a pattern I got free at the end of last year, beginning of this year. It's called Gully, and they're mm-hmm. gloves, and there are a few different options, but it's um, using garter stitch and reverse stockinette to like have this highly textured, and I think it could be kind of cool in this yarn. The other idea would be these fingerless gloves, and then it says, in quotes, leaves. That's how it's labeled. Fingerless gloves. Leaves, quote, unquote. Yeah. Um so it's, they're very different looking. Um, so I just, I can't decide between the two. But I think that one of those two. I've also been thinking that 
for fingerless mints, I might use the leftover from my Sesame Street uh, socks to make fingerless mitts for my niece whose birthday is in April. Oh, yeah. Because I think that might be the right amount of of yarn for an eight-year-old. Is she turning eight? Yeah, she'll be turning eight, an eight-year-old to wear his mitten, little fingerless gloves. So that is uh, the next month's project. And I want to thank everybody who's been making cowls this month. It's been really awesome. I'm so inspired to make even more cowls. Like I've just been keep adding like, Ooh, I want to make that one. And I want to make that one. And how about that one? This month's Pam prize February bag maker is Spiffy B who is Brit and the March um, bag maker is BMCG who's Bernice. And um, I will be making the quarterly bag. So I, I, the sun is out, so sewing will commence soon, I'm sure. Um, hopefully not to the exclusion of all the knitting that I still have my heart set on. <laughs> so, and while I'm also, we have our giveaway from Sarah. We also have a giveaway sponsored by our friends at Dragonfly Fibers. Um, they have offered a kit for the morning at the Tate Scarf, which is awesome um morning at the tate is a it's garter stitch but there is uh, intarsia in it um it's like simple but super modern and uh just i love it it uses a variegated yarn and then solid yarns that are in colors that are pulled out of the variegated yarn to make in these intarsia blocks i think it's intarsia i'm not sure um and um it's interesting because i had assumed that the colorway was a starry night because it's the blue and yellow and gray but i think it is actually a different the colorway for the kit is called something different silver fox let's see what is it called um they use morning glories silver fox and weaver knits grello are the colors that are used in it so anyway um if you've never used Dragonfly Fibers, you know that she is a favorite of ours, favorite dyer of ours. So um, it's a real treat to get this kit. Um, I will start a thread, and I actually, um, maybe what I'll do is ask for some advice for people to give me some suggestions for the all the traveler that I bought in, <laughs> in her booth, and I will draw a winner sometime. Um, like we'll say we'll close at the end of March to give uh, people some time to listen to this. And uh, so we have a few contests going. We've got the giveaway for Sarah's hat for this uh, Morning at the Tate kit. And, uh, and of course, our ongoing Kiss Cal giveaway. So um, I think that's it. I got to get back to knitting so I can get out of yarn debt. Yay! <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jenny. We'll see you next see time. See you next time. The Beatles performing the haunting and the beautiful letter B. When I find I can't remember 
what comes after A and B for C. My mother always whispers, let her be. She told me B starts big and bad, and ball and bat and battery. Yes, ba 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 means let her be. Let her be, let her be, let her be, let her be. She whispers ba 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 means let her be. And when I feel downhearted, mother whispers B words constantly. Like big bubble and bubble, let her be. Now in my hour of darkness, there's a sound I know will comfort me. It's the bub 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 of let her be. Let her be, let her be, let her be, let her be. My mother. Bless the bubble sound of letter B.